live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at it, we stayed out. We had a couple third and longs in the game. You're always going to have one or two at least. But, but compared to the weeks before, the last two games, San Francisco and um, Atlanta, we've had a lot more manageable third downs. Been third, it was third and seven or less most of the time. So that's always going to help your percentage on third down because then you can get some third and one. You can run the ball, um, get a conversion that way. And we did that a few times. So that's always going to help. And that's been the biggest thing. That is Trevor Lawrence reaching for positivity. And the third down conversions is something. It's super improved. But the, the weird part about it is their offensive production has not improved with it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of odd? Yep. Like it's not like they did turn the ball over twice. But it's not like they're turning it over four times. Or it's not like they're missing field goals like they used to. But when you convert to that degree, now, again, some of this feels like garbagey time football, too. It, it's not exactly garbage time, but it's kind of felt like, remember, it was 17-0 San Fran. It was 21-3 Atlanta. So the defense changes. It's... I, it's, I don't know, man. you got to look through the weeds on the Jags' offense right now. But that is a little bit of a sense of positivity. And it seems like they're going to go to this up-tempo stuff, which everybody's answer to struggling is go up-tempo. And, and they like that. But you got to be careful with the defense uh, when it comes to that. Uh, John's been hanging on the line. A different John. Two Johns in the first hour of the show. Let's get him in. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Thank you. He wants to talk a little bit about the offense. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Um... So I think uh, one thing that, that I wanted to mention to, to add to the the weight that these guys are feeling, like Chenault and uh, Marvin Jones for sure, is that loss of Travis Etienne, man. In the offseason, losing him, I think, put a lot of weight on those other guys to step up, and I don't think they had um, the pieces. They haven't found an Etienne like you know, like he can be. And I think uh, we need to give these guys another year to, uh, to, to have ETN there because I think he was a big part of the offense. I think he was going to play uh, Jamar Chase kind of role for this team. And I think what if he plays, you know, somewhat like Jamar Chase next year, I think these guys have better years because I think they complement the rest of the offense the way uh, the Urban Meyer, I think, thought this year would go. And I think that really threw him off. John, uh, good take, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, jumping in here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I do believe ETN did change kind of the, what they had. They, the problem with building around a guy like ETN, he was almost like the quarterback. Like if you had lost Trevor Lawrence, well, now things change about what you want to do and how you can do it and how yeah. you feel about it. Well, ETN was a little bit like that because one of the reasons they drafted him, they didn't have anybody like him. True. And so that's why you draft guys in the first round. You're like, hey, I don't have anybody like this. Let's put them in there. Now we can debate whether running back and all that stuff should have been picked. But that's why they draft them. They look, you know, we're going to either get Kadarius Tony or we're going to get ETN. We don't have guys like that. And you know what? They were right. They don't have guys like that. They identify that in the offseason. They don't. Well, the problem with that is what happens when you lose the guy. Mm -hmm. And then... You really don't have anybody like that, even though you kind of built a game plan. Would have been different if we knew ETN was out in May. Yeah. But when he went out in mid to late August, well, now you're like, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. We got to rip these pages out. We, we had these conversations. You got to rip these pages out of the playbook. And now we're trying to find Jamal Agnew and Tavon Austin to do these kind of things. And 
they've really never figured it out. No, you didn't. But at this, and yeah, I agree. You know, with the caller and saying, I think Etienne was going to be a big part of this offense, and and, and obviously in in a big capacity because well, you drafted a running back in the first round, so uh, you better be able to use him. I think that when Travis Etienne got hurt, whether this was Bevel's call, Schottenheimer's call, Urban's call, but it was to say, okay, so we're going to build our offense around, you know, player A in Travis Etienne. I think it went from, okay, well, we can try to plug somebody else in that role instead of saying, okay, well, what do we have now on our team that we have to maybe evolve a little bit and adapt and say, we can't do what what Travis Etienne does, right? What we had envisioned for him, we can't do that anymore. So now we have to go in a new direction. I don't think that conversation took place. I think the conversation took place where it's like, okay, well, we don't have Travis Etienne. Who can we get to replace him? And that's been, I think, their goal ever (laughs) since. And spoiler alert, it hasn't really worked out well. Um, I think if you look at this defense... And what Joe Collins been able to do now, I get last game wasn't the best showing in the first half, but they adapted a little bit and they got better the second half. But in the beginning of the year, we kept on talking about, man, this man coverage. Like, the, the, these guys can't cover anybody. Like, it, all you need is one crossing route, and these guys are getting burnt. But what did Joe Collins do? Joe Collins said, okay, well, let's go ahead and drop back in a little more zone. Let's change our blitzes up a little bit. You know, maybe let's change up our personnel a little bit, and let's try something new. Well, you tried something new. You beat the Buffalo Bills. You had a pretty good showing against Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts. And it's been better since then. Why? Because you changed it up. Because you evolved. Because you adapted. You, you didn't get stuck in your ego and say, we're going to try to make this work come hell or high water. I think that's where this offense is right now. I think this offense tried to make Travis Etienne work being gone and say, you know what? We can find somebody else to fit that exact role. And it hasn't worked. And then that not having worked, you put your offense in a, in a obviously, a hole. And I think we're still there right now. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good thought. I think they failed to get off what they wanted to be quick enough. And they failed in, in a lot of respects for the first three months of the season to evolve into what they want to be anyway. Mm. And to what caters to the most important piece of the franchise, the starting quarterback, the number one overall pick. Mm. And now we're finally hearing some of those things. I mean, it took until week 11, like the second half, to go up-tempo and play. You know, we saw this in the Dallas game in August when they couldn't do anything for the first couple weeks. Shouldn't that have been a red flag right there to Urban Meyer? Like, play the quick game, do some of the college stuff, do more of it. Mm -hmm. And and shouldn't – I don't feel like we've seen a lot of that since. We've probably seen some. Yeah. But we didn't see a lot. We saw it that game because you know why Urban Meyer was fed up? with not scoring any points even in the preseason. Yeah. He was out of his mind. Yes. And so he's like, you know what? We're doing that. We're going to get something going. We need to get something going. Well, here we are in December, and we're going to try to get something going again. But let me ask you this, though, because you talk about the the hurry up, the kind of the, the up-tempo offense, and that's fine. But like I said before, you need to have a rhythm in that. Yeah, yeah. This team has no rhythm right now because you're you're two plays here, two plays there, first down, and all of a sudden it's a you know false start. Yeah, first two plays here, two plays there. James Robinson for twenty yard touch or twenty yard run. Guess what? It's coming back because somebody helped. Yeah. So, yes, I think you need to do something new, sprinkle something different in. But the quick tempo makes me nervous because do you have the team to facilitate that right now because you guys can't sustain a drive without getting a penalty, without getting a drop ball, without getting a holding call. And you can't sustain a quick tempo offense if you do that. Yeah, I I think you're right. We want to make it sound so easy Mm -hmm. in the building. And I think probably somewhat reality is they have a lot of things breaking down. 
and you can't operate when all these things are breaking down mm -hmm. from an inaccurate pass from the QB to a drop to a wrong route to a holding penalty to a lining up penalty to to a good defensive play. Sometimes that happens, yeah. you know, uh, and then the, the score and, the, and everything else. But it does get a little tiresome to say that and like say that and say that. I, I said this for the last few weeks. Part of the job of the offensive coordinator, part of the job of Urban Meyer is to work around that stuff and figure it out. Right, we now know what this has been for a while. Like we're going on five weeks of pretty bad offense around here, and it wasn't that great to begin with. Hmm. Yet the first like six games felt like the Kansas City Chiefs versus what this feels like. Yeah, you know, so it should not look this bad. I mean, they have got that. They should be out just beyond themselves right now on on the production of this team. Somebody uh, shared this with me. In 2020, Jags scored 24 points seven times in their first 12 games. Obviously, they haven't done it yet in their first 11 games this year. Mm -hmm. Minshew, Luton, and Glennon were at quarterback then. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like they were, had a good team. I mean, Minshew, they decided not to play, you know? They didn't have – and they were still able to put up points. They were able to coach it up, figure it out, make things happen, even with a not-so-great offense, and especially at quarterback. Uh, so, I mean – it's on them to figure out I, I, if ETN's missing, if it's better to go up-tempo. I'll say the other part about why it takes so long maybe to get up-tempo, and this is like defense of them, but in reality, the defense was playing so poor early on, mm. like so they couldn't get off the field, mm -hmm. that if you play up-tempo and go three and out, you put them right back on the field. It's a yeah. dangerous thing. But yeah. now you feel like maybe you can go up-tempo because the defense – has at least done some things to get off the field, and it's okay to put them back on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think there was any faith. you got to go back and remind yourself of the first six, seven weeks, there was no faith in this defense of making a stop. Mm -hmm. You know, that Cincinnati game was really an exclamation point on it. But now, to your point, they've adjusted. They're getting better. They're getting better play out of a guy like Tyson Campbell. And now maybe that does allow you to do some different things. That's really why the crazy part of all this is, yes, the offense has excuses. They've got a rookie quarterback. They've got no ETN. They've lost Chark. They now lose Dan Arnold. They lost a few linemen in that stretch. But what they don't have is the excuse of a defense not getting them the ball back, and they are forced to play catch-up. This defense and this organization isn't even asking the offense to do much. They're like, score three times in the game, and we might win. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's average. That's probably even below average mm -hmm. in today's world. And so that's really where the frustration lies. So we'll see if they can figure it out. <laughs> I don't know if this is the game to figure it out. <laughs> or maybe it is. One of the no, craziest know, things going on. I'm telling you, this is wild. I did the numbers today, mm -hmm. just on the points. I haven't really gone deep into the numbers. Yeah. But do you know the over the the three-game losing streak for the Rams and the Jags? Okay. Let's make sure I got my numbers right. But I think it's 74 points the Jags have given up over the last three games. Sure. So what's it, 25 a pop? Mm-hmm. Which, again, isn't unbelievable. But it's also not atrocious. Mm -hmm. I think they were giving up close to 30 the first, uh, like, six, seven weeks of the year. The Rams have given up 95 points in that same stretch. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about 30-plus points. Now. Here we go. Yeah. Stafford. Say this caveat. Stafford has three pick sixes. Mm -hmm. The other thing, though, even for the Jags, is they had the blocked punt okay. return for a touchdown. So you can take one off the board. Yeah. But my point is, even if we just said they were equal, with the talent that's on that defense? Well, hang on. Yeah. I mean, the Rams are far more talented. 
They are. I'm, yes. It's amazing that they, but, in the last three games, they've played okay. this poor on defense, is my point. No, for sure. But the one caveat that you didn't mention is the fact that the, t- the Jaguars are not the Titans. The Jaguars are not the 49ers, and the Jaguars are not the Green Bay Packers True. in terms of offense. Yeah. Even, even without Derrick Henry. I mean, now, granted, the Titans' defense, I mean, really won them that game as opposed to, you know, yeah, they did. Their, their, their playmakers on offense. But in terms of San Fran and Green Bay, the Jaguars' offense is not even close to those two teams. No, but the one measurable we do have is San Fran scored 30 here and 31 against L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, so was, my point being is they're about equal defenses right now over the last three weeks statistically, uh, yeah. it, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And, and, and think- by the way, the offense, like Matthew Stafford is not playing well. He's banged up. Um, I don't know if this is going to be an, they're still trying to figure out Odell Beckham Jr. How much has Robert Woods hurt them? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are they, right? Who is their off? Who, who are they on offense right now is something that's, again, they, this might be a get right game. The, the Rams, if you at, asked me a month ago, would beat the Jags by 24. Yes. At least. They're two touchdown favorites. They should be two touchdown favorites. I'm just telling you, they're not playing good football. It's pretty wild going into this game that they've lost three in a row. Their defense hasn't played that great, and their offense is really struggling. Do you think, they're, do you think the Jaguars can put over 20 points on the Rams? I don't think Jags can put up over 20 points on anybody until I see it happen. Okay. Um, but that's not like, I don't think the Falcons' defense is that good either. No. You know, and, and they couldn't do it there. Yes. They just At haven't home. been able to do it. At home. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Wait, this isn't like, I'm not trying to get into a debate here of whether I think the Jags are going to beat the Rams. I'm just telling oh, you the no. most astonishing thing right now in the NFL yeah. should be the fact that the Rams suck. No, for like, sure. the Rams have sucked the last month. Like, that should be... That is unbelievable but, given their payroll, their, yeah. their all-in nature, and the star power of their team. Like, it is more surprising that the Rams suck than the Jags suck. Yeah, but the Rams suck to good teams. The Jaguars suck to Atlanta Falcons. Like, and yeah. the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, and the 49ers, yeah. And I think the Titans are a pretty good team, regardless of what we saw last Did week. The I Jags sucked to the previous week? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. All right. So Atlanta's not a good team, but they've got five wins. It's the same amount as the, 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 the Falcons are not a good team. No, I wouldn't yeah. say they are. Yeah. I think Titans the, were playing well. I think the Titans are better than the Falcons. I think the 49ers are better than the Falcons. So are the Packers. So like, Packers I, I think in, in terms of the resume, I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to be surprised come Sunday that the Rams defense absolutely torches this offense. No, I wouldn't either. Not gonna be surprised. No, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. No, maybe not. Who knows? But. I know. I think you're just. I, I'm looking at you like you're. You, Brent, don't try to sell me that the Jags are gonna beat the Rams. I'm not trying to sell you on that. Good. I just think they have been highly disappointing. Yes. And when you have that much talent, like that's the fact. Like, hey, if you go to Vegas and you bet, you bet on trends. Okay. Mm-hmm. The trend right now is, yeah, we know the Jags stink. I'm not telling you to take them. I'm just telling you. Don't expect, like, the Rams to be great all of a sudden. I, they haven't given us any evidence of being great. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's thrown a pick six in three straight games, and their defense has been just okay. Mm-hmm. So you're telling us to take the Jags with the points? No, I would take the Rams all day. <laughs> with, with the 13? It's 13, yes. I just looked. Oh, all right. Very good. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, they're in different – there are a couple games on the schedule where they are – you still would say they're in different classes. What I think the more con- the conversation about the Rams is can they get it right in time? Well, they can so to get in the playoffs because the NFC is brutal. Yeah, uh, they, you know, all you gotta do is finish over five hundred right now to make it to the postseason. So team, the way this is trending, team defense right now, the Rams are fifteenth in the NFL in team defense, and they've got the best player in the game, the best corner in the game, yep. and they've got a lot of other really good players. Yeah, a guy that used to be the best corner, uh, best uh, player in the game, <laughs> Leonard Floyd is very good. Yeah. 
Shout out to the Jaguars for being number 20 right now in team defense. They're, they're, in the they're, their numbers seriously are not that bad considering the way it started. It's crazy. Yeah. Just to be clear, you're saying Aaron Donald is the best player in the league? That's who you said there? Well, he has been for the last... Okay, I'm just checking, just confirming. Who, why, who? No, He's I'm not. just confirming. I don't yeah. know. I mean, T.J. Watt has something to say. Yeah, on the He's bench right now. Yeah. I mean, Diggs got something to say. Uh, that, Diggs. Yeah, come on. I'm just, you know, just, you know, just clarifying. Think, you after think Diggs is in line for player of the year? No, because he gives up plays, too. Okay. Jalen Ramsey's still a better corner than Diggs. Okay. The, only, the guy that you could maybe say right now is that you would take over Donald right Miles now. Miles Garrett. Is Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's out of his mind. He's shaking hands with the opposing quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, who's going to say don't do that? I can't tell him that. See his biceps? <laughs> you see that, dude? Yeah. yeah. Drug test. Dude, I know. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this question, then. Are the Rams going to get it right? Like, are the Rams just disappointing? Or are they going through a funk? Which there's plenty of time to recover. I always say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather, I wouldn't want to be the Titans, what they just did. I'm not sure I want to be the Patriots. Now you got to get yourself in position. Mm-hmm. But I think the Patriots have peaked and mm-hmm. are peaking. And I don't know if you can carry that all the way. See, the Rams are talented enough where if they do figure it out, get a little healthier with the quarterback and, and other spots, well, then they could go on a run in late December into January, right into February. Yes. That's where you want to be playing your best ball. Yes. I think they can get it right for sure. Uh, I do. I think they can. I mean, on defense, yeah, things got to change there for sure. Um, I, I'm going to buy one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. I'm going to buy one, the best corner probably in the NFL. Um, and I'm going to buy that Matthew Stafford can, you know, get it together and, and fix those injuries. And I'm going to buy Odell Beckham Jr. can fit in this offense somehow. So, yeah, I, I'm going to buy the Rams. Uh, I'm not not really asleep on them quite yet. Do you think, though, they have upset their chemistry or something like in, so you've been in locker rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. they added Miller, they added Beckham Jr., and er- everybody's like, well, did they need to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I right mean, now, those two guys aren't really contributing that much, although I do well, take Beckham OBJ J- for the touchdown. Yeah, for sure. Team. I mean, give OBJ some time, though. I mean, he's, it was his second game. Yeah. The, the first one, he, he was definitely not on the same page. It takes a little time to get acquainted, I, I you know? Um, I think with Von Miller, I mean, we'll see about Von Miller. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be fine. I think Von Miller, um, I think, will eventually contribute as well. How could he not? You play with next to Aaron Donald. By the way, NFL Defensive Player of the Year odds right now as they sit from yesterday. Here we go. Aaron Donald is fifth on this list at yeah. plus 1,200. Yeah. There's four guys ahead of him. Care to guess who it is? Well, Diggs has to be one. Diggs is one of them. Diggs is ahead of him. Plus 700. Yeah. Wow. TJ Watt. TJ Watts ahead of him as well. Garrett. Garrett. Missing one. One more. We can do this. Bro. Plus 800. He's, uh, yeah, he's plus 800. By the way, Miles Garrett's the favorite. Plus 175. Trevon Diggs is plus 700. Somebody else has a ton of sacks. Uh, no, I would say he does. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, um, free agent. Oh, Judon. There you go. We did it. What's he got? Dozen? So is uh, that what he's at? Dozen sacks? I wouldn't have came up with that, by the way. Good work. I know, man. That's uh, He's kind of a dark horse, isn't he? I'm um, looking up Judon's stats. He's got 11 and a half sacks, by Jeez. the way. Wow. That was like $54.5 million. That's it. Over like four years. That's nothing. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even an $18 million buy. You, you think Joe Cullen wanted him? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would have gave them that's my honeymoon fund to sign him. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, that's heard, another, heard Joe Cullen might have wanted him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rams to the Super Bowl. What are the chances? Ooh. I like Green Bay, man. I still like my pick in Green Bay. I think decent. Tampa Bay? They don't scare you? 
I'm just. I think. I think yeah. they're playing bad now, but I think they turn it around. If yeah, you're going to yeah. tell me that they're going to sell the rest of the sell as and be bad the rest of the season, I'm not going to believe you. Okay, but there's six really good teams in the NFC. Are they ahead of Dallas? Yes. Yes. Are they ahead of Green Bay? No. No. Not Are right they now. Ahead no. of Tampa. Comparable. Yeah. Are Comparable. they ahead of Arizona? Hard to tell because I don't know. Because where's Kyler Murray? Where's Kyler Murray? Well, he's coming back. He's coming back this All week. Right, right? Let's see what it looks like. We'll um, I, I would say honestly, I would say comparable right now with the Cardinals because we don't. I have, I have no idea who the Cardinals are. That's true. Yeah, I know they're nine and two and haven't lost three in a row. Oh, and Trace Edmonds is hurt too. But I will say this: you got to wonder right now if Stafford can make it through the year. Yeah, if he's bat banged up. Yeah. Well, Johnny mm-hmm. Wolford. Play I was just going to say Rams or 49ers. Right now, I'd buy the 49ers. Quite frankly. Okay. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I was going to say, like, to the beach, but I'm not sure he's going to the beach. Nah, he just stays in the bayou. I was going to say, I feel like he's going to catch some gator. <laughs> Either that or go and eat some boiled peanuts or something. He's- Is there any more of a culture shock than going from Eddie O to Brian Kelly? <laughs> no. I mean, do you think that's they'll know, they'll know what their coach is saying, though. Like in the meeting, they'll <laughs> be like, oh, point. okay, yeah. That's a good point. This is different. That's a good point. That's, that's not surprising. Um, that they wanted a little bit more of the CEO-ish feel. Oh, yeah. And Brian yeah, Kelly. Yeah. I still don't understand. I'm telling you guys, like, the 60-year-old coach giving him $10 million for <laughs> 10 years is just, or nine years, just well, seems, these, 60 these are, is young. But, yeah. but do you know why they can do that, Brent? Because they can afford it. Because they can. I know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I, I, I get caught up in it, too. Like, the yeah, money doesn't money, matter. Man. It's funny money. You oh, no, always say that. taxes I, on it. Well, speaking of that, we were just talking about this, and, and we're, we're kind of getting into draft season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy December, everybody. Shock your Gosh, right on December. the corner. Here we you go. You know, don't tell me that it's gone by fast, dude. Nothing, it doesn't go by fast. A tradition like no other draft talk. Yeah. Uh, shock your mock season feels like five years ago for me. I'm doing some research already, man. I'm looking at wide receivers. Let me right tell you now. something. What if you they got? don't pick Drake London, this is the second time I've said this on the radio. You if have. he makes it to the second round, oh my goodness. He's gonna freak out. Oh my goodness. There will be an open like you won't believe. <laughs> you big Drake London guy, huh? Oh big my. USC guy. Okay. He's incredible, man. I'm telling you right now. I haven't watched a lot of USC football this year, so I don't really know. He's hurt right now, which is <laughs> good. Which is why I'm saying good. second round, because you're not going to pick him third. right in the right in the Trent Balky wheelhouse. Fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Watch the, watch the film. I'm serious? Dead. Okay. I'm dead serious, serious injury, or he's okay? Well, is it an ACL? I think so. It better. Case. Are you serious? Case, no. Choking me. It's not ACL, but he's. I mean, he. Casey, you. They think he could have came back, but he decided just you know slow play it because USC is trash. Hmm. Um, I'm doing some more research. Mar- no, I don't trust Casey anymore. Kurtz, I'm not so sure about London anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Just watch. Hey, speaking, we were talking about receivers. And there are a lot of people, we see it on, uh, on the comments on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Michael Gallup. Twitch. A lot an of ankle. People, a lot of people want okay, I'm cool the Jags yeah. to go get like a guy like Chris Godwin. Yeah. Speedy guy, yep. veteran yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You love him. Love One receiver. Him. I, I don't mind him when he's, he's a healthy. killer. Yeah. Less than Austin, but he is a killer. Ooh. 
Don't, don't call me killer, man. My mom listened to the show. <laughs> Only in the octagon. Oh, there you go. There That's you go. what I meant. Okay, I got you. Yeah, uh, and then they want, like, Gallup from Dallas. Yeah, it's not good. No, no, no. no, no we're, not, we're not team Gallup. No, no. Because you're going to overpay big time for a guy like that, right? The numbers he's put up with that offense. I'm just, I'm not sold on Gallup. That's I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'd be cautious of Gallup. I think Godwin's proven. You know, um, I think he gets lost in the sauce sometimes because you got Gronk, you know, having some of the best seasons of his life, it seems like. And you have Mike Evans, obviously, and, uh, you know, Antonio Brown, who might play again. We'll see how that pans out. But, yeah, Godwin just, he plays on a team right now that they just, there's so many go-to guys. I think he can be the singular go-to guy on a different team like the Jaguars. But you know how I feel about it, Brent. If I'm Shad Khan, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We're, we're, in, the, we're in the man of repeating ourselves right now, like Casey did with his, his, this USC guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the kismet, and I'm going to park it right in the Lacta Flambeau by Green Bay, and I'm going to say, Devontae Adams, name your price. But why? Devontae Adams? No, 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 not that part. Uh, how are you going to get the, the kismet in Green Bay? Yeah, no, that's going to be hard. I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> that's that gonna, part that's either. That's difficult. <laughs> hey, Brett put the icebreakers out there first. It's kind of landlocked. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of landlocked. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know. Can it out. you go through, like... Where's Nova Scotia? There's not a channel. What's going to happen? <laughs> go up through and then get to the Great, First of all, the great Lakes and yeah, I don't lake. know. Which means like I there's going to be some la- yeah. We're going to have to like elevate that thing for a little bit. Put it on better, a train. But better get the, uh, the Action News chopper on that thing <laughs> yeah. and like lift Give it up. Give me a map of the United States. Yeah. How do we do this? Let's, let's go over some Great Lakes knowledge real quick. Uh, I'm just saying, why would he come? Here. Devonta Adams. Yeah. Because of the money. Yeah. Well, assuming that Green Bay wins the Super Bowl this year. Then right. Come, and then soon, soon the air, I mean, and then Rodgers leaves. Okay. No state income tax. No let, state income tax. Let me tax. ask Trevor you this Lawrence. for real. Yeah, that's going to get up here, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, well, I, I do. Brent, he makes a point. I do think. Uh, I do think Trevor Lawrence will help a receiver cause more than anybody that's ever done he, it here. He ain't going to the Jets. Yeah, you know, if you, you Jets do have money, right? Yeah. I mean, but he ain't going to the Jets. That's what I'm I saying. I hope. Yeah, I hope so, because Zach Wilson. But all right, so here. So you'd rather have, but Devontae Adams is the oh, the king, right? Come on. Okay. That's, yes. Who's got more bustability from a big free agent contract, which they all do when you do this, especially at the receiver position. We've seen it happen before. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I mean, Devontae Adams playing with Aaron Rodgers or yeah. a guy like Godwin playing with all the talent on Tampa and playing with Tom Brady. Godwin was good before Tom Brady. I get he it. He was. So uh, I'm just asking the question. I, I think, think who's yeah. going to – because I think the Jags would have to ask this question. Who's like – going to elevate us at 20 million a year right well i mean if we're being honest it has to be adams because we don't know what he is without aaron Rodgers. Uh, see but it comes down to though but he's way better than godwin he yes yeah, see i think he's you know what i mean godwin. like right you would yeah. say he's way like yes. there's there's Devontae adams and then there's but godwin but but the price that would cost to get adams would be astronomically more than it would to get chris godwin Right. Like, he, you would have to break the, break the bank and then some. Like, I think it would be an unheard of contract at the wide receiver position to get Devontae Adams. I think Chris Godwin, depending how this season plays out, could be a little more economical. And I'm just saying, you've seen Godwin with Jameis Winston and all these other random quarterbacks the Bucks had to bridge that. So, I mean, you, you have more examples of than that one game Devontae Adams had Jordan Love, which didn't go well. Yeah. Uh how much do you think the Jags would shy away from a guy like Adams and go to Godwin more for the speed element? Well, you got speed and you got youth as well. You know, he's three years younger than Devontae Adams is in Chris Godwin. I mean, yeah, it's all about speed, right? I mean, I've heard speed how many times this season already, so I'm sure you could go Chris Godwin, yeah. No, for real, I mean, 
I'm sure they'd probably go that direction. Well, and it's cheaper though. Like so, so you're filling a bucket of speed. Yeah. Still very good, and you're not going to break the bank, right? So he stays in Florida, all this stuff, and you go yeah. over the across, you take a drive, and and now you can get the Kismet to to Tampa. <laughs> yeah, you just got to go down and around. <laughs> I mean, that is feasible. Yes. Yeah, so is. we got a chance. Yeah. But. So, I mean, you know, I, I think those are the things you weigh, right? I mean, we want to just go get everything, but I think the organization, let's be real, they're going to weigh those things. Okay, we're going to throw the bank, like, 22, 23 million at a receiver, or can we get, like, Godwin, I don't know, Man, 16, had, 17 million. He had 18 touchdowns last year. I know. He's, a, he's really good. But my thing is, how much money do you think they'd have to offer Devontae Adams? All of it. To get, well, to get him. Stock options, too, probably. Probably franchise <laughs> options. Yeah, he's probably a GM, too. I don't know. Then well, that's, that's my point. He's definitely a shareholder in Green Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he probably spent 300 bucks on one of those tickets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We can I don't know. Those it's, up. Just, it's just fun to dream. You know I mean? Yeah, there's no way. Because the way I see it, he would take less to go, like, what if one of the California teams wanted him? He's from California. Like, yeah. I feel like he would take less to. I'm, how much Rams will probably trade for him. How much do you have to overpay him to get him to come here no, over dude, something it, like that? It's so much. Like, yeah. like I said, I mean, it's going to be astronomical. It's going to set you back in the salary cap game, all that stuff. But I think in terms of wide receiver rankings, he he's top three. He is. Agreed. He's, he's top three. And oh, he's, he's down Trevor down Lawrence. top three. Yeah. I mean, hands down. If yeah. I mean, I think, he, top I think he, yeah, yeah, put Cup in there, right? Because Cup's playing so well when he's mm-hmm. on the field. Yeah, but um, Cup... To me, I like, mean, if you're going to throw the bank at somebody and uh, they were all oh, free no, agents, that's Devontae I mean, Adams. Devontae yeah, Adams this is, this is a flash of the pan for yeah. Cup right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so here's the other question I have. I'm seeing a lot of people say, hey, we need uh, Godwin and Gallup, and we need this guy, and we need that guy. Do the Jags need just one receiver, or do they need a lot more? Because they still will have Marvin Jones under contract. Yeah. They still will have LaVisca Chanel under contract. Mm-hmm. And you can only play so many. Let's be reasonable. So, I understand you want to revamp the whole position. But it's not, again, you have to be realistic when you talk this stuff. Like, it, this isn't fantasy football. Going five wide, baby. Let's and, go. And so, well, but my point would be, I don't think you spend on two guys. You spend on one top flight wide receiver if you can. Mm. And then you can draft another in the second round, potentially, or the third round, or whatever it is. And, and you bring that next guy along. Because Marvin Jones only going to be here another year. Yeah. Or... You make a moderate deal to a potentially franchise tag deal for a guy like DJ Chark and run that back one more time and see if he earns a big deal. No, for sure. I mean, I definitely agree. You can't bring two big guys, two big names in here. I think you go with the biggest name that you can get in free agency and then you draft, you know, in the first couple of rounds um, and then you go from there and you evaluate at the end of the season. Like, that's the way to do it, I believe. Do you want, like, how do you guys feel about DJ Chark? Like, do you want to still, are you afraid of what it looks like when he gets out of here and he's healthy and what, what he does on another team, and you're like, oh, my gosh, we had this guy. Why didn't we just keep him? Watch him go to the Bears. Um, <laughs> but I actually work for him now. <laughs> we'll see with Justin Fields. Um, yeah, just because we've seen the good of DJ Chark. You know, like we've seen the Pro Bowl performance of DJ Chark, so we've seen the good. You know, this year, even when he was playing, it wasn't necessarily the best. It wasn't the best last season a lot of frustration there I don't know it it, it depends if you can put him in an offense where he can still tap his potential and I think as a one receiver he's probably not going to be that guy I think if you have Chris Godwin here and DJ Chark yeah you might have something special but I think if the plan is just to re-sign him and make him the one again that's not going to work well no no, I I wouldn't do that either yeah like no this is more like preventative damage Mm -hmm. like hey 
we got to see more out of this guy before we give up on a guy that was a pro bowler and has this the physical attributes that this player has yeah you know yeah. that we've all been talking about we just haven't seen blossom and this year unfortunately is because of injury mm -hmm. so but now you also gotta be careful what's the franchise tag at a wide receiver it's like gotta be 16 million or something mm -hmm. I and mean, you gotta be careful spend that kind of money on a guy that's gonna be coming off injury so it's really puts you in a tough place yeah uh but i'd actually be willing to roll the dice on Kind of what they did with Cam Robinson. Not everybody was on board with Cam Robinson for 14, 15 million, whatever it was this year mm -hmm. at franchise tag. I'll tell you what, that's been a pretty good move. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cam Robinson has played pretty good football. And by the way, you've got a guy, gave you time to draft a guy, but you still had this guy ready to go. And if they didn't draft Walker Little, they'd be probably really thinking about giving a big deal to Cam Robinson. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to not do that because they have Walker Little. But the same goes for a guy like Chark. So if Chark. You give him a franchise tag, and it seems like an enormous amount of money for a guy who hasn't done that much the last couple of years. Well, you buy yourself some time to draft another receiver, potentially, mm -hmm. and or see how free agency works, see how uh, Marvin Jones plays in his second year in Jacksonville, see how LaVisca Chenault comes along. So at least you extend rather than all of a sudden just say, all right, see you later, DJ, and he goes and has three more Pro Bowl years with somebody else, and we're talking in Jacksonville. I can't believe that happened again. Well, let me ask you this for another scenario. You still on that Will Fuller train, or were you on that one? <laughs> no, I'm off. No I was only You're a rental, it? okay? You off it? That was it. Yeah. Are, are we done with that? Could we put the Will Fuller, Will Fuller. Could we put the Will Fuller thing to bed now for the Listen, rest of our lives? I brought up Will Fuller for one show, hey. and now you've got me tagged thought as he, Will Fuller's dad. Thought he had something special about Fuller. He goes, hey, I, hey, let's think outside the box here. Let's Casey. go ahead. Hey, let's think outside the box, guys. Casey. Six-round pick for Will Fuller. This thinking? is like watching like Brett. AEW or WWE for years. Like if you just go jumped back in. To the audio. If you just jumped in in the last six months, you'd think I'm a Will Fuller guy. Hey. If you jump in the last three years, here. this guy's been the Will you Fuller came guy in here. for two and a half years. You, you came in, I was never a Will Fuller you guy. You were too. You came in here. You came in here like you, like you had a secret, like you're about to break some news or something. Like, guys, <laughs> no one's talking about this right now. But hey, I have an idea. And like you thought it was like the greatest idea ever. Hey, <laughs> six round pick, Will Fuller right now. Who says no? And I said no. Why did I react to that? I thought you were kidding. Can somebody? Has, you were serious. Somebody has not a lot to do. Will go Fuller. find the audio of Austin from like Will two years Fuller ago and saying Samuel. he's afraid of Will Fuller when we go to Houston. Oh yeah, because at the time, I mean, he was playing pretty well. But I'm, I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> yeah, I think that Curtis was like Samuel Will Fuller. Phrase. Two things I never want to hear again on this show. Remember <laughs> Curtis Samuel? How's he doing? Where's Curtis? Samuel? Is his groin okay? Football he, team. Is, football team. Is he doing? Many, anything? He's been see. hurt. Let's check the stats only, real quick. Oh okay. Hey, listen. A lot four, of people wanted Curtis Samuel. I didn't. Four receptions. <laughs> four, four receptions. Look, that, just that's saying. it. That, the end. That's the end. How, many, how, how many does Will Fuller have this year? I don't know. We got paid $10 million. There's a decent chance it's zero. Zero? Yeah, Isaiah Ford. Hey, guys, guys. I would trade for hey, Isaiah hey, Ford. Outside the box thinking, though, no one's talking about this guy. I trade Will Fuller right now. I trade for just about anybody for those six round picks that are guaranteed. Yeah. I thought yeah. I get canceled when you said that. Honestly, I thought, I thought, I thought like the corporate guys were listening, like, okay, let's shut down ESPN 690. Talking about Will Fuller <laughs> on, a, on a random Tuesday. <laughs> we'll be back. Actions for Jackson so. on ESPN 690, unless they shut us down <laughs> in the next couple minutes. I can't see as great as Kyler Murray's been when he's on the field and healthy. I can't see that he can match Aaron Rodgers' play quarter for quarter. I just don't see it. With the it. chips on the line. I, I don't see it. Why not? I, I just don't see it. Their yes, defense, he hasn't done their it defense yet. defense that Joe Barry's playing better. 
Aaron Rodgers has got some weapons to play with. We see they lose Aaron Jones and they find Dylan. So they got the running game, which is more of a power running game. They went um, to Arizona when they, they had Kyler Murray and they didn't have yeah. Devontae Adams and I mean, still so won on a short week. They didn't week. have Devontae Adams or Lazar or uh, Valdez Scan. Those are the guys in the morning here on ESPN, 6, 96 a.m. until 10 a.m. Jay Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman, part of the ESPN lineup. So are we, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN, 690. Uh, what do we got coming up tonight? Anything? We just got normal programming. <laughs> we got Marcel Robinson trying to get a chair up in the studio right now. Pick it up, man. Come on, let's go. Flex. <laughs> he's, he's trying to wheel it through. We're and just stand watch up. The, trophy. the segment's like go. five minutes long. There you go. It goes now sideways. It. I know he can't hear me, but I didn't obviously pick it up to get out. So if you just go sideways. <laughs> <and> <laughs> now we're talking. There he uh, is. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, and now Marcel Robinson joins that. By the way, uh, I found the, the Wolf Hole audio. We'll play that later. You already found that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was looking for the audio on you. The, there, falling in love with Will there, Fuller. There is no audio of me falling in love with Will Fuller. There that was audio of me saying in fantasy, if he plays and he's not hurt, he scares me. Was never in love with Phil. Yeah, because when he's out there, he's good. When he's hurt, though, the injury, the injury bug. Mm. Mm. Hey, Casey. What's up? Do you have uh, the list of uh, free agents? His wife, buyer beware on free agents. Okay. And big money contracts on yeah. receiver. Yes. Like, I actually, I didn't bring this up in the last segment, but Michael Thomas is a guy, you know, has, <sighs> you, we, could you trade for a guy like that? Well, he's $20 million or something. Do they even want him in, in New Orleans anymore? He's done, he hasn't played since he signed the contract. Yeah. How, I mean, how confident are you? I get he's an Urban Meyer guy, right? He's an Ohio State. Ohio State yeah. guy. He, Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. There's, there's a relationship there. Why not? You know, why not? I mean, it, it could be an issue in terms but of... He hasn't played. My, my point being buyer beware on that, right? I mean, that's isn't that why you got to be very careful to give so much money to these guys? I yeah, mean, we got Galladay, yeah, got $40 you million. You think Thomas commands a lot of money? I mean, like, see... I, no, he's under contract, so if you were, you'd have to trade for him. Oh, see, like, I, I kind of foresaw, like, I don't think New Orleans is going to pay him going. I think, I think he's, gonna, he's cut from New Orleans. And I think you get, like, an Odell Beckham Jr. kind of situation. Well, what's interesting there, it just depends how much. I don't know exactly what's on the deal, but it's yeah. a relatively new deal. There, there's so there's got to be dead money and guaranteed money still to come yeah. over the no. next couple of years, I would think. For sure. I just think, though, like, do you think Peyton wants him? Or, I, I just think there's a, there's a, a, I a rift. I don't. So, and I don't know if they can salvage that relationship. I think, I think he's just an example of be careful to pay a wide receiver because look what's happened. Yeah. Galladay, we talked about, was one of the big signings this uh, offseason with the Giants. Yeah. Golden Tate was a signing. That wasn't a huge, huge signing, yeah. but it was a pretty big signing. Uh, Golden Tate was four years, 37 and a half. Where was he? Uh, where was he? In New York, too? To the, the Giants, yes. Giants. Well, yeah, but you have Daniel Jones on the football, so what does that really mean? <laughs> and you said... Uh, and God, he wanted to fight Daniel Jones in the sideline. Give us some other ones, Casey. What do you got? So, Corey Davis, three years, 37 million. Curtis Samuel, three years, 34 million. That was this year. Uh, Tyrell Williams got four years, 44 million. Adam Humphreys got four years, 36 million. Mm. Uh, like oh, he just, I mean, he's there. He's, he's there. out there on the field for the football team. Uh, Randall Cobb got three years, $27 million. <laughs> Crushing it in Green Bay. Emmanuel Sanders got two years, 24 for a team that he no longer plays for. Uh, Robbie Anderson, two years, $20 million. So those are the big ones but, of late. <laughs> also, Michael be, Thomas, by the way, there's an out after this year. Oh, there is? Yeah. Wow. L let's be honest. Hmm. Uh, uh, in, uh, in hearing all that stuff, let's be honest that I don't really call that huge money. 
in today's day and age. Like the ten, a two-year, $20 million deal, that's no, kind of the cost of doing business. No. Even four years, $37 million, it's not great. But as we know, most of these deals, after like two years, you can get out of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking Michael Thomas, that hasn't really worked out. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you have to be careful of a Devontae Adams, like Chris Godwin, and those kind of players? I, I think it's fair to wonder. Uh, but it's also how you get better if you hit on those guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. no. And there's not many of them out there. Like, there are not many top-flight receivers out there. Well, usually if they are, they get resigned. Usually you know. Do. Yeah, so. But the money's so crazy now that it's preventing teams from even resigning them. Yeah, I hear you. And, and again, New Orleans is going to be an example for a team like Green Bay, where it's like, hey, I don't know, that's not a good idea. we got to reset. Or will Green Bay be like, no, we got to pay money because if, even if we don't have Aaron Rodgers, we have Jordan Love. So since we have a team that's obsessed with speed, real quick, Michael Gallup ran a 4-5. Chris Godwin ran. What do you think Chris Godwin ran? This guy's like a track star, wasn't he? 4-3-5. You think so? I'm going to go 4-4. Four, four. Four, Marcel's seven. going 4-4. Four, four. Casey? 4-3-2. Uh, 4-4-4. Four, four, four. Oh, it's so funny. I'm how sorry. 4-4-4 like, four, four, four and a 4-4-2. Four, four, it's funny how we equate fast. Like, yeah. you know how many guys run 4-4-4 four, four, four now in the NFL? Yeah. A lot. So impressive. Track speed. Yeah, so impressive though. Mm -hmm. It is impressive. We're, we're, so we're talking about like it. .01 difference in the like, oh, that guy's fast and that guy. Like Laviska Chenault runs a four five eight. Sure. And it seems like holy cow, is he slow? Yeah. No. no yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's weird. No, that's that's definitely the case. Yeah. But also, there's linebackers that run four five eight. That helmet fits you well. Maybe you just sign up on the Jags practice squad, Marcel. Uh, two things. One, it does not fit well. Um, and two, it looks good. As I've told many people in the past four or five days, my hitting days are over. Flag, man. No, Flag yeah, football all it. day. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't like waking up on Mondays hurt anymore. I'm over it. And also, this prevents me from drinking my tea, so I didn't really think this through. Are you going to uh, green tea? Sorry, Brent. Black tea. Ah. I know we're going to get out of here, but should mm -hmm. we go to the Lakers-Clippers game if LeBron James isn't playing Friday night? I was going to bring that up. No. Are you guys going to NBA game? Maybe not if LeBron's not in. I was going to surprise This is the first time them. we talked NBA in the, in the past two months. I mean, LeBron's out with about you guys. Oh, he's out? Yeah. Oh, we have to think about this over the break. We'll answer that if we should go or not. Thanks for the invite, by the way, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. Thanks uh, so we'll be back. Football at 5 as well on ESPN 690. And what about Georgia Bulldogs against uh, Bulldogs. Alabama? <laughs> we'll be back. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.